Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. MVP race tightening up in the NFL. we got a big slate of games this weekend. Welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. I think the most fierce debate about the NFL MVP Perloff is amongst two players on the same team. Mm. And that is Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey. Head coach Kyle Shanahan was asked yesterday, who is the MVP between those two? Here's what he said. Trying to get me in trouble with those two guys. Um, That's the only reason I wouldn't overly comment on either one of them because I don't want them to cancel each other out. Um, But if any quarter, if any non quarterbacks going to get an MVP, I don't get how Christian McCaffrey can't. I mean, he's amazing in what he's done all year. If it's going to a quarterback, then I don't have to talk about Christian. I can talk about our quarterback. And um, I'm still, if his numbers is all you see, then I think that solves it up. But if you watch the film, um, then it makes it even stronger, which to me is the most important thing. Okay, so obviously the head coach wasn't going to pick. But to me, I've never believed in Brock Purdy's MVP candidacy, and I don't know how you can. Whereas, I know this award is very difficult for a non-quarterback to win, Perloff, but if anyone is going to win it, and if we've talked about Tyreek Hill, well then let's talk about the person who actually has more yards from scrimmage than Tyreek Hill. That would be Christian McCaffrey. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the NFL's rushing leader in terms of yards, but also yards per carry. Let's talk about a guy who leads all running backs in receiving yards. Let's talk about the big plays that he's made, the game-changing aspect of his performances. And you've already seen Brock Purdy when he didn't have everything perfect, and the 49ers went on a three-game losing streak. Okay, but it's Kyle Shanahan. First of all, anybody can run in that offense. Ask yourself a question. Next week is the biggest, one of the biggest games of the year, San Francisco uh, against Baltimore. Yep. Who, has, who is the pressure on to win that game? Who better step up? Uh, or because Christian McCaffrey's not winning that game. He could have a great game. There's no way he's going to beat a great defense like that. They need Purdy to play like an MVP to win that game. They need their quarterback to be the guy because McCaffrey, as great as he is, he's one of many pieces there where Purdy is the only guy who touches the ball in every play, and he's much more important than McCaffrey. I'm sorry. Okay, but he gets to hand the ball off to McCaffrey for 72-yard gains and touchdowns. Like, that's pretty – That's Pretty amazing. Yeah, but he also gets to hand the ball off to Debo Samuel, who's just as important. Okay, so the reason why I think that McCaffrey is the most important person when you're talking about whether it's them playing the Arizona Cardinals this weekend or when they play the Ravens is because even, say, you have a Ravens defense that's awesome and McCaffrey maybe can't get much done at the line of scrimmage, he can go in the pass game. Literally, not just like, you know, screen passes. 
run routes like yeah. we saw him do against no, your Philadelphia amazing. Eagles, against Tampa Bay, I guess would be another one. Like, there's, there's, he's so multi-dimensional that you can't say, oh, this team's going to take him out of the game. That's impossible. Yeah, but if Purdy's not feeling it in that game, they're not going to win. I mean, that's just the bottom line. McCaffrey can't single-handedly beat a team where Purdy is going to be able to do that. That's why the quarterback gets the MVP, in my opinion. Not only that, I mean, McCaffrey's having a great year. But to win the MVP at running back, you pretty much have to get 2,000 yards. Okay, and that, he's that, pretty much on pace for that. I don't think so. Is he? Well, right now, maybe not for rushing yards. He's got yeah. 1,177 with four games to go. But in terms of all-purpose yards, yeah. could he get to 2,000? Yeah, because I said well, right, he's right. also got the 437 receiving yards. But I think Peterson won the MVP because he got to 2,000 rushing yards. And that's clearly not happening with McCaffrey. But if you look at the leaderboards and the stats, there's a you know, Pro Football Reference website. Yeah. When you lead a category on that website, you get bolded. Yeah. Brock Purdy's stats, he is bolded in completion percentage, TD percentage, yards per attempt, yards per carry, yards... Uh, no, not yards per carry. <laughs> yeah, rating. I was say, wait, what? What is Y slash C? I have no idea. Anyway, he's leading the league at 14.1 on that one. QBR, 74.7, by far leading. Uh, basically, he's leading everything. He's Kurt Warner. And I'm sorry, this reminds me so much of Kurt Warner and Marshall Polk. Uh, both of them, I think, won MVPs yeah. in the Rams. But this is the Kurt Warner year. He is out of nowhere, and he is leading this amazing offense. And he's the story to me. McCaffrey's been great before. We've seen this season from McCaffrey. It's nothing exceptional. To me, Brock Purdy is a new guy, and the narrative of the MVP is going to be him. Okay, but that, that's that, let's take that away. Why, by the way, Y slash C is yards gained per pass completion. The you take away thank that, you. <laughs> they, they, take away that this is a narrative. No, 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 no. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about who deserves it. We're not talking about what's going to happen. We're talking about who deserves it. Of course, I know that the quarterbacks are it's so tilted towards them, but I'm asking you who deserves oh, it all for this oh. team. Pro I thought we were saying who's going to win it. No, well, we know that the quarterbacks are so slanted to this. I'm talking about who should win it, who's more deserving. That's McCaffrey. That's because here's the thing about Purdy. Purdy, yes, he is the point guard here. He's got so many weapons, and good for him. He's making the most out of it. He, this is the best a quarterback's looked in a Kyle Shanahan offense probably since Matt Ryan. He looks awesome, but he also, as far as quarterback in the NFL goes, he's got an easy job. It's McCaffrey out there who's got to play multiple roles and also has to you know, make this happen in so many ways. I, you say that um, we've seen McCaffrey do this before, and he never won MVP. You saw the 49ers move heaven and earth to get McCaffrey, right? A second-round pick, it was high. They brought his salary Second-round pick is heaven and earth? No, I'm saying, look at it, the stock, how down the stock is for running backs right now. Nobody trades anything for running backs right now because, believe me, there were running backs out there on the market who were looking for, for trades and couldn't find them this offseason. And McCaffrey not only got paid, which is you know not how quarterbacks are treated these days, or running backs, and he got traded for. Yeah. The 49ers knew they needed him. Knew they needed him. Yeah, but if you're looking at valuable players, if now you're opening up the whole NFL. If you had an open draft for this year's playoffs and you had a team, I don't think McCaffrey's one of your top 10 picks. I think you're going quarterback, 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 quarterback. You think he's more valuable okay. to the Niners and Josh Allen is to the Bills or Lamar Jackson is to the Ravens or Dak Prescott is to the Cowboys? No way. Okay, but look at all the other people you just mentioned, not Brock Purdy. If Brock Purdy was in Buffalo... He's not having this success. But if, he if he's in, in Dallas, if, I don't think he If he was in he Dallas, is. he'd be You're, dope. You no. don't think Brock Purdy would be killing it in Dallas How right now? How many more weapons do the 49ers have than the Cowboys right now? It's like double. 
I don't know. It feels like the Cowboys drop back and throw the ball to CeeDee Lamb a hundred times. And that's I think CD Brock Lamb. Purdy could do it. That's CeeDee Lamb. Look and at- then Jake Ferguson. I think Purdy could do exactly what Dak is doing. Purdy has got Debo. He's got McCaffrey. He's got Kittle. He's got Juwan Jennings who can always, you know, be there for you. Oh, right. Juwan Jennings. He's got Brandon Ayuk, obviously. You know that Kyle Juszczyk is probably getting a touchdown in a playoff game. It's It goes on and on and on. The Cowboys, have. we've even talked about this. Yeah. They, they still feel like a receiver. I, I think Purdy would look great in that Texas Coast offense. I think he'd be really good. I think you're underrating how good Brock Purdy is because those little passes he throws, everyone's like, oh, anybody can throw that. The short pass that becomes a yak. I think he's really, really good at that, and I think he'd fit wonderfully in Dallas. Okay, if you actually did a draft of the top guys, if you did a playoff draft, you're telling me in a quarterback, someone's taking Brock Purdy, number well, one? Well, I think he would go. No shot. I'm not saying number one necessarily, but he'd be ahead of, I think he'd probably be ahead of McCaffrey. If you're the Cowboys, you don't need Christian McCaffrey. You need a quarterback. Okay, but, okay. So now we got two things going on here. Running backs just are not that valuable, Maggie. Even Christian McCaffrey. But on this team, they forget have, globally. Yeah, on but this do you team. remember remember when they went to the Super Bowl? They basically were picking off like Elijah Mitchell. Actually, he was on the Super Bowl. He Raheem, Mostert, Raheem Mostert had 200 rushing yards at a playoff game. This system will get you running backs. Honestly, the quarterback is way more important in a sense. Okay, but he is, but he is in this system that is working so perfectly and doesn't just play one role. So we have two questions here, I guess. We have one about who's the MVP amongst the 49ers. If you were going to give MVP to one of these teams, one of these players on the 49ers, 49ers have the best team in the NFL, if you were going to give it to one of them, is it more deserving for McCaffrey or is it more deserving for Purdy? For me, it is always going to be McCaffrey because I'm not saying that Purdy's not a good player. I'm just saying, is Purdy elevating the team? No, he's part of the system, which most people believe is like pretty quarterback uh, friendly. Yeah, but I mean, watch the way Purdy's playing now is definitely elevating the team. He's moving around a lot. He's actually, he's playing closer to Mahomes than anyone right now. He's de- he's evading a lot of tackles. He's been nearly perfect the last three or four weeks. It's and, been unbelievable to watch. And to pearl off point, Maggie, I mean, don't didn't we watch basically uh, Jimmy Garoppolo have to play in this same system with these same weapons besides Christian McCaffrey? Yeah. And we saw how pathetic, essentially, he was running the offense. You got to give Purdy some credit. I mean, leading with 10 points in the fourth quarter. It was almost in spite of him. I mean, you got to give Purdy some credit. I mean, Perloff mentioned all those stats he's leading the league in. I don't think you can just take any quarterback and say, okay, throw him in there with McCaffrey and they'd be fine. Okay, but I ask you to do this the opposite way and put Purdy – on a team that doesn't have these weapons and this offensive line and tell me if you think that he's a difference maker because shouldn't that be what the MVP is about? We've seen McCaffrey do it on multiple teams. When he was healthy in Carolina, yeah. he was a difference maker. And Brock Purdy, is this is like the Cam Newton thing from earlier. It's like, is he a game manager or is he a game changer? Brock yeah. Purdy's going to be rich and famous and make tons of money. Like, that's not it. And he's pre- he's probably going to win a Super Bowl. But to say that he's the MVP when he has all these weapons at his disposal, you guys sound nuts. Uh, I mean, listen, he's probably going to win MVP. So you're going to have to call all the <laughs> AP voters. Oh, yeah. AP, I mean, it's him and Dak, right, are neck and neck. So, I mean, who's going to win the MVP? It's not going to be McCaffrey. Because, first of all, McCaffrey is right there with Tyreek Hill as the most valuable non-quarterback. You could say everything you said about McCaffrey. But McCaffrey has more exactly. yards than Tyreek. And yeah, he's yeah. got better numbers right now. But we all and know. they both are on good teams. But we have eyeballs. You take Tyreek Hill off the Dolphins, and that team is not good. You take McCaffrey off the Niners, yes, they're worse. But still, 
the games that Brock Purdy struggled, it was a lot of Debo not being there as well. He's that's incredibly – that's the other thing about McCaffrey's got a lot of competition for those MVP votes. I'll bet you they knock each other off, and they neither wins the MVP. But I, I do think that you're – and I think everybody's underestimating how good Brock Purdy is. I'm not saying that he's not good. That's crazy. Of course he is. I'm just asking you, is he really the MVP when we're talking about these two guys on this team? Now, if you wanted to zoom out globally on this, like if you think that Brock Purdy is the MVP, I ask you, put him on Jacksonville Jaguars. Like put him on another Mm. good team that's not as good as the 49ers. And do you think we're talking about him as the MVP? No way. Well, yeah, of course. But MVP, you have to have a good team around you. But that being said, if if we say who lifts our team the most, and to me, this is an obvious answer. I mean, Lamar Jackson is clearly, by your definitions, Lamar Jackson is obviously the MVP. And I think he should be getting more love for this, no doubt. He's third in odds. It's not like he's not getting love. I'm telling you, he's sitting there. That game next week is going to be a showdown. But you've already seen there have been some, uh, for what is it, 100 people vote for MVP? And it's like some media, and I think there's some other... it's a, I thought it was 50, but is it 100 oh, maybe now? it's 50. It used to be 50. Maybe it's... That's like a very small amount of people. Yeah, but one thing about the MVP vote, I just read this recently. Now, it's you used to have just one vote. Oh, it's and ranked. that's why Russell Wilson never got a vote. Now, they rank it, which means what could happen is Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey could water each other down, yep. which means Dak or Lamar could run in there. I mean... And your guy Josh Allen's fourth in odds now, too. If they beat Dallas this week, all of a sudden he's in the conversation. Because of this exact argument, there's nobody around Josh Allen. Diggs is not playing great, so he's a one-man show. But, okay, take all that logic away. You okay. know how this works, Maggie. Well, You've been following sports. Yeah, that, the, the quarterback on the best team has a great chance of winning right, MVP. Just like I know that a Marvel movie is never going to win the Oscar. But if I think right. that, just because that's how the system works, but if I think that's actually okay. a great movie, then we that's a different discussion. Like, should it win? Like, I know a comedy is not going to win the Oscar. But I see what you're should saying. it, you know, is a different one. Okay. Uh, yeah, I just want to get those terms there. Because I thought we were coming to this argument, who's going to win it? I feel really strongly that Purdy is has a better chance because of how the award works. Now, who is actually more valuable? Honestly, think of that Ravens game. It's on Purdy, and Purdy better play. Think, and I don't know if this is a good thing, but I'm more worried about Purdy than I am. I know McCaffrey's going to be good, but I do not <laughs> know a Brock. No, I, I know. Consistency. But you that's know what I mean. Gonna be good. But I think he has a chance to prove that he is good in this game. So this game is huge. Not this week against Arizona. Well, well, I, I hope the, they win that one. The last time the 49ers played Arizona, McCaffrey had four touchdowns. So... You might get another MVP-type performance. Carlos just put his hands in the air, indicating that Christian McCaffrey is on your fantasy team. That's there right. Eight, five, well, five, he's, there I, he's an MVP. I, I, speak here, I speak this universal language. 855-212-4CBS. Brian in Arkansas is not happy with me this morning. Hey, Brian, how are you? Hey, man. I, it's not that I'm not happy with you. I agree with you, and then I, I agree with you with, uh, on McCaffrey, except for one problem. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan and Mark Shanahan Systems always made the running back look good. Yeah. Purdy is an average quarterback. Sorry, you guys. He should not get the MVP. Three games, like you said, three games when he lost his toys, he could not win a game. You can't put him on the Cowboys. He'll lose. You can't put him in Baltimore. He'll lose. He's not a Mahomes quarterback. I can't believe you said that. That really breaks my heart. I'm a Cowboys fan, and that was terrible. Don't say that about Patty. Uh, Watch Brock Purdy in the pocket these days. He's running around like crazy. Yeah, he's not Mahomes, though, Perloff. Come on. Yeah, that was maybe too far. But he had a play the other day where he evaded everybody and throwing against his body. I'm like, whoa, I didn't know Brock Purdy could do that. 
Okay, but Brian, thank you so much for the phone call and appreciate you pointing that out. See, th- this is so Brian's main point about McCaffrey was that Shanahan's system makes oh, it yeah. makes it really easy for all running backs. Like Raheem Mostert had these had this oh, big yeah. run and all you that. You go back to the Broncos with Terrell Davis and those guys. Every year a 1500-yard rusher. But McCaffrey's not just a running back. See, that's the thing. He's literally running routes. He's literally has almost 500 yards receiving. Like if he was just straight up handoff go into the line, hand off, go into the line. This is a guy who's such a, a weapon and a tool in so many ways. I don't think he fits the standard definition. He doesn't fit the standard definition of running back. Yeah, but it, it, to me, it's just not enough because McCaffrey has the same problem as Purdy. There's all the, you take Debo away from that team, you have a major problem. So if McCaffrey's so good, he should be able to fill all those gaps, and he just can't because he's a running back. See you guys on the phones, 855-212-4CBS. Love what you guys are bringing to the table here in this conversation because – it's like, uh, what is it, Rorschach test? Like, what do you see when you watch Brock Purdy? Because I know what I see when, I, when I'm watching McCaffrey. And I know when I'm watching Brock, I'm watching a good player in a good system. I think you put him on any other team, and it's, it's Mr. Irrelevant. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. See you guys on the phones. Keep it coming. Uh, got more for you in a moment, including back to college football. Big, big news coming out. This is bowl season, guys. Starts on Saturday. We'll get to it in a minute. (laughs) (laughs) This portion of the show is brought to you by NHTSA. Whether you get pulled over or get in a car crash, drinking and driving will change your whole world. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by NHTSA. Oh, man. I'm doing grand jury duty right now, and uh, Carlos is bringing legal theme songs. And it's just, it is an episode of Law & Order. I can't say anything specific. But that show is true to life. <laughs> yeah, it's always ripped from the headlines. It's ripped from the headlines. Uh, it's just a lot less interesting. Yeah. It's all-time theme song. That's probably underrated. We were talking yeah. yesterday about uh, Knight Rider and stuff like that. But I think Law and Order is probably an all-time theme. Yeah, song. and that ba-bum, you just immediately it's evokes that show. It's an all-time sound effect for sure. Or that, sound that, effect. that gong. Yeah, I would say that maybe like whatever the whatever you want to call the intro to Seinfeld. Like it's so distinct, you know. Dun, 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 whatever. We all know the Seinfeld theme. Okay, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. We've been having a conversation about uh, who deserves deserves the MVP if it's going to come from the 49ers. Is it Brock Purdy? Is it Christian McCaffrey? Uh, Kyle Shanahan was asked about it yesterday. He wouldn't choose, obviously, but made a nice case for both players. I say McCaffrey. Perloff says Purdy. Mark is in Ohio. Mark, how you doing, dude? I'm doing great. Good morning. Good morning. How are things? Things are going pretty well. Uh, I'm at the gym, and you know Good I'm you. dealing with an injury, and I'm trying to rehab from it, and so I'm sort of partial towards Christian McCaffrey <laughs> and, and running backs who can survive. I think I don't think we give running backs enough credit for being able to survive the workload, all the things they're asked to do, being able to block, catch out of the backfield. He can't throw the ball away the way Brock Purdy can. That's true. And that's my argument. You know, Mark, it's good. It's just a running back appreciation call. And, you know, here's the thing, though. You're rehabbing from an injury. Brock Purdy, remember, had a what we thought was a rather significant elbow injury and didn't yeah. miss one snap in training camp. Yeah, so I mean, for him. that's the thing. McCaffrey has never stayed this healthy this long. Last year – 
I got to tell you, as an Eagles fan, regardless of who the MVP was, I was relieved that McCaffrey wasn't 100% for that NFC title game. That I think that caller brings up an interesting point. That's one of the reasons running backs aren't winning MVPs because they haven't been durable. When we were kids, they were, though. Did Thurman Thomas ever miss games? I feel like now you can't trust a running back to play a whole season at all. Uh, well, Tom Brady said, league's mediocre. Uh, Gabe is in California, not happy with my Purdy take. Hey, Gabe, how are you? Hey, and you know, you're not the only one with that take. You know, that's uh, hypothetical. If you were on uh, whatever team, uh, the Cardinals, would you be doing the same thing? It's just a cheap and lazy take. That's not Uh, lazy. It's true. It is. It really is. Because every player is a product of their system. You look at Devontae Adams. You look at Devontae Adams, what he was doing with the Packers. Is he yeah. really doing the same thing with the Raiders? No, but you, really. you actually just Miles made Sanders, my point with Devontae Miles Adams, Gabe. Sanders no, Gabe, is, hold on one second. You, you said what you want to say, and I'll say what I want to say now. That's like how a conversation works. You actually made my point here with Devontae Adams because last year, Devontae Adams, when he didn't have Jimmy um, Derek Carr the whole year, still put up Devontae Adams' numbers. He didn't have to be with Aaron Rodgers to put those numbers up. But it wasn't the same quality. You could recognize that. Well, the, they don't, they weren't winning games, but as far as him putting up and, and having stats, he still had them. Uh, here's a, here's another one for you. Do you think Justin Herbert is a good quarterback or a bad quarterback? Well, it's a product of the system. He's kind of – you could see that he could do more. But, okay. you know, he's not – Okay, he but here's the thing. Similar. Yes or no question. Justin Herbert, good quarterback, bad quarterback? You know, it, it, with what that good quarterback, together, bad quarterback, Gabe. It's you know the well, answer. It's good quarterback, well, and he's got a losing record because he. You know he's good. He's on a bad team. Brock Purdy is good and on a good team. If you put Brock Purdy on a bad team, you're not making that Justin Herbert argument. You know I'm right. Well, how about you put in this perspective? How about Drew Brees when he was with the Chargers before he got reunited with Sean Payton? He was that system that he was with the Chargers. They were they were moving on with, from him. They were getting Philip Rivers. Yeah, but that was also he, he had a massive shoulder that injury. That he first of all he was good on the Chargers, but secondly he had a massive shoulder injury. They thought he would never recover from. And that's he why they picked. A, they didn't pick him and, and let him move on, right? Even in that last season, he uh, he, he was relevant. He played. He, he played in the playoffs, and they moved on from him. They, you know, yeah, they already had a Rivers in the back. I, I don't know. Miles Sanders. It's, 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 it, every player is literally a product of their system. And you, you know, what does Purdy bring to the table? Uh, you, you can't say that Purdy and Jimmy Garoppolo, you get that same sensation when, uh, you know, when they were, when they're on the field. No, no, of you know, course we, not, as Gabe. A, as a Gabe, Niner fan, here's we, the thing. I, I totally get it. Listen, Garoppolo turned the ball over too much, right? He wasn't good enough. And he turned the ball over. And Gabe, thank you for the call and, and the spirited conversation. You know, nothing but respect. But, like, he turned the ball over too much. And that's what Purdy is great at, right? P- Purdy is not ever putting you in a bad spot, very rarely putting you in a bad spot, because he doesn't turn the ball over. But I'm just saying mm-hmm. we know good players when we see them, even if they're on bad teams or in bad systems. Uh, well, you're the ultimate system. I don't guy. know. I mean – Probably. Obviously, he brought, Gabe brought up a great point. Drew Brees with Sean Payton's an MVP. Drew Brees with any other coach is not an MVP. And I hate to say it, you guys are not going to like this. Patrick Mahomes, not with Andy Reid. Patrick Mahomes ain't Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, see, this is where you and I are you never going to see Mahomes, this. We're never going to see either. Patrick eye Mahomes gets drafted by, I don't know, the Vikings or something. Or, or give me a team that doesn't have a – Andy Reid makes quarterbacks great. The, the two are – you can never separate anything. I agree completely with him. You know – you also thought Tom Brady was a system quarterback. You've yes. taken this to the extreme. 
Yeah, I, I well, that's true. But I do think he's he's got a good point. Trevor Lawrence on another team could be MVP this year. But in Jacksonville, they're just they're kind of a young and developing team. He's not putting anywhere near MVP numbers. So I do think there's a reality of the system. You can't ignore it. There is, but I said put Brock Purdy on the on the Jaguars. Yeah, I mean, he'd probably have similar numbers. Trevor Lawrence's numbers are not great this year for whatever reason. Well, They're pretty also... good. He makes these great throws. But I got to tell you, I think Brock Purdy would do some things that Trevor Lawrence isn't great at. I think he'd be better at the underneath game. I do think he'd be okay. Not I, Trevor Lawrence will make a wow throw of 40 yards. But is he getting the ball to ETN five yards behind the no, line of scrimmage? No, but he's getting the ball to Evan Ingram. I mean, he's hurt now, so he doesn't have, like, the full – you can tell he doesn't have the full confidence to turn the ball over three times last week. But he goes to Ingram, who was – a zero and left for dead in New York and has now resurrected his career. That's and the also, underneath stuff. Yeah, I mean, like Trevor Lawrence has 17 touchdowns and 10 picks in Jacksonville this year. Purdy could do that. I was just, I just picked that out of the Yeah, no, end. I'm just saying, but he's Trevor Lawrence, you put him on San Francisco, would probably be killing it. So the system, obviously, we know the reality. I understand what I completely understand yeah. what you're saying, but the reality is you can never separate these players from where they are. So if you're talking about MVP, like Dak, you don't, you don't think Dak is getting help from everything around him right now? See, you and I see Dak differently. I th- I think that Dak is not just like this game manager guy who's just being go- go- asked to go out there and not lose the game. Like, I disagree with Cam Newton. I disagree with you. I think that Dak Prescott actually is someone who's elevating his team, who's pushing pushing the ball down the field, all that stuff. Yeah, Dak is a, is a very good quarterback, but if you put him on a bad team, he's not going to be able to do Lamar Jackson things. That's why okay. I, I agree with Cam Newton in that sense, like, he is not he's not going to take over a game with his legs. He's not going to start flinging the ball 70 yards downfield like Josh Allen. That's just not who Dak is. Dak is a system player in a really good way. Okay, not to make this too so much of a schizophrenic argument here, but this is why I brought up Justin Herbert with Gabe from California, which is good player bad team. And you Justin Herbert never takes over a game with his legs. You know, that doesn't yeah. going to happen, but you know that he's a good player, you know? And you can like Devontae yeah, Adams still a good player. Larry Fitzgerald on bad teams was still a great player. Like you understand it, you see it when you see it. Well, and yeah, no but one's Herbert, saying that about Purdy. Herbert usually has a winning record and great stats. Even this year, his stats are great. His I mean, overall record is a losing record, right? 30 but thirty-two. Herbert is what he is. He's a really talented quarterback on a on a meh team. Right. That's my point. You can still tell the talent even yeah. if the team's bad. If with Purdy, nobody I, yeah, thinks point. that he is Justin Herbert. If he was on a bad team, nobody's but, saying that he was also. He's a great player. Yeah, I see. Where I disagree is, that I think Purdy'd be pretty good in Jacksonville. I think he'd be a very interesting player there. Uh, Peter Schwartz is here. He's got headlines. I do. Hello. And we will kick off with Thursday night football, a record-setting night for the Raiders. As the clock hits zero, the Raiders walk onto Allegiant Field and set the franchise record. 63 points tonight in their largest ever win over the Chargers. 63-21 here tonight on Thursday night football. That was the final. Jason Harwitz on Raiders Radio. Raiders head coach Antonio Pierce said it's not easy to score 63 points. It doesn't matter who you play. It's hard to score 60-plus points in the National Football League. Um, but I think just, just seeing guys understanding, like, man, if we execute, we do things the right way, you hear it all the time, right? It's kind of cliche. Believe in the process. And I think the guys have done that. They bounce back. And they bounce back from that 3 nothing loss to the Vikings. It's amazing how the process can just be so wildly different. <laughs> Believe in it last week, score zero points. Believe in it this week, score over 60. Over 60. And they didn't have much sense of thing. They didn't have much time to think about it. I think it was the best thing for the Raiders to come back on a short week and just take their frustrations out on a division rival. Aiden, Mc- Aiden O'Connell, 
through four touchdown passes. Devontae Adams, eight catches for 101 yards and a touchdown. After the game, Chargers head coach Brandon Staley asked about his job security. Do you expect to be the coach here tomorrow? I don't know that. Yes. I know that what I've done here for three years, and I know what I put into this, and um, you know, I know that we're capable of going. Uh, I know the type of coach that I am. I believe in myself. It was the most points the Chargers ever gave up in franchise history in a game. Yeah. Oof. I mean, they, a lot of it was on offense. Let's be fair. But you, you can't totally kill the defense. How many fumbles did they have in total? I know they had five or four. I know they had three. I believe in the first half. Yeah, so it's not like the, de- the I'm not blaming Khalil Mack of that defense at all. They didn't give up. They were just screwed by the offense, just fumbling, 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 and a pick six. We have we can we talk about that beautiful pick six at some point <laughs> you today? Want to talk about it? Oh my god, it was a, the highlight play. Was it uh, the Raiders cornerback just reached behind him like a ballerina <laughs> and the most meaningless pick six that made it the last score? Was it the last score? Or the second to last score. It was in the second half of blow. That was one of my favorite plays of the year. I think you're going to see a year-end highlight, and you're going to have this game in there <laughs> because a Raiders defensive back was it was it Jack John? What's the guy's name? Jack Jones? Jack Johnson? Yeah, Jack Johnson. Jack yeah. Jones. Jack Jones. Yeah. Oh, we got. We should put this play out on Twitter. It is maybe my favorite play of the year. This uh, is only in chat that referred to it as the Spider-Man interception. <laughs> oh, that's a great way to put it. And it was five fumbles. Four of them were lost. He was asked, "Do you think you're going to?" Be the coach, and he said he didn't know. Yeah, I mean, usually they'll say, "I fully expect to be here." You know, he said he didn't know. Yeah, and those those responses, none of this ever ages well. You know, like this guy's got to, you know, you got to lick your finger, put it up in the air, and see which way the wind's blowing. It's yeah. not good here for Brandon Staley. I think he he he, he knows. gets it. Yeah. yeah, just a matter of time. Now to baseball, Dodgers formally introduce Shohei Otani at a Dodger Stadium press conference. Otani already learning the words to the song I Love L.A. Can't wait to join the Dodgers. Um, they share the same passion as me. I um, have a vision and a history all about winning, and I share the same values, so just can't wait to join the team and get it going. And also start cashing those paychecks, especially after he's done playing for the Dodgers. A 10-year, $700 million deal with $680 million deferred after the 10 years are up. And the Dodgers reportedly agreed to acquire pitcher Tyler Glasnow from the Rays, but the deal contingent on Glasnow agreeing to a contract extension. And both parties said to be hopeful they would be able to do that by today. Now to college sports after U.S. District Judge Preston Bailey issued a 14-day temporary restraining order against the NCAA on Wednesday that allowed two-time transfers to play immediately. The NCAA announcing yesterday that two-time transfers who participate in any games during the 14-day TRO will lose a season of eligibility if the ruling is reversed. Yeah, I mean, this one is unfortunate. It's not impacting a lot of people, but it's going to impact some in a big way. And you already had one basketball player who did, you know, got the temporary restraining order, which means you can play. They thought you could play in this 14-day window. So he goes out there off the bench, scores like 10 points and has a good game. And now, depending on how this case goes in, in a week, he might get a year of eligibility taken away. Yeah. Who thinks this is right? It's wrong. I, it's it, awful. It's yeah. terrible. I mean, they have to at least, if they're going to change it after the 14 days, at least grandfather in the players who 
already absolutely. Deported. And like, this isn't about face from the NCAA because when this ruling first came down, the word was, and there were reporters who followed up with the NCAA to determine what was going to happen. They said those players would not lose eligibility. So you want to talk about being piggish for the NCAA to then reverse course the next day and say actually they will not have cake. But, we yeah. will be, we will drop the hammer on them if they take the court. That is messed up. And the guy's name was Keelan Boone from UNLV, who's the one who played. Uh, who is the two-time transfer, so now he might get the eligibility taken away, which is just crazy. Like, there's there's no way this can stand up. Yeah, I was about to say, what if... Well, it's the NCAA's rule, NCAA gets killed in court every time, so why Mm -hmm. can't these players just take them to court? Because you automatically win if you get into the court with NCAA. Have they lost 30 or 40 cases in a row? I mean, do they win anything? No. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Because they don't really have, like, a legal leg to stand on. We just sort no, of no, accepted no. what they were doing. They're the Washington generals it, of the legal system. Yeah, but. I guess it, in this fantasy world the NCAA is living in, if they indeed won this ruling, which is why this would happen, it would be hard for then a player, I think, to then say, well, I shouldn't have my eligibility taken away. The courts have then already sided with them. I don't think that they will, yeah. but that would be the, the impetus for the NCAA to feel confident that they can get this through. Also, this recent story about the 14-day window. So I understand reading the story that it was more about basketball than football. It's not greatly affecting football, which I don't understand. Basically, almost everyone in the transfer portal was there on their first transfer or graduate transfer. So everybody we know about is fine, right? Yeah, it affects basketball because basketball is currently playing. So this 14-day window, there were I think I saw one of the Ohio governors or senators or whatever said there was like 90 to 100 people who are currently waiting for a waiver or got their waiver denied that then was eligible to play this 14-day window. Yeah, so it's not a lot of people who are being impacted, but to the people who are, it feels like a wild injustice if, you know, they double talk here. And there are good players who, you know, Andre Corbello, former Illinois St. John's player, was one of these players. He is not taking the court, but there are good players who in theory could help their teams that were kind of in limbo. Well, this guy, Keelan Boone, came off the bench to help uh, UNLV upset Creighton. Right. That's a top 10 upset, you know? I remember covering the Giants-Patriots Super Bowl in Indianapolis. Yeah, the Back second number, one. Yeah, the second one, right. And I check into my hotel room, put my bags down, and I, I open up the shade just to see what the view is from the, ho- the media hotel room. And I immediately call my wife, and I said, I am staying in a hotel that is across the street yeah. from one of the most corrupt organizations you'll ever want to see in oh, your yeah. life. <laughs> it was the NCAA yeah. office. <laughs> Spent a lot of time in that, that Spring Hill Suites Marriott. Oh, yeah. Been there. It's but, right across the street. But the real world implicates. So Good gym in there, by the way. Quinn Ewers cannot. Now, Quinn Ewers, is there's no other school now then. Because the reason that he definitely had to stay at Texas is because he can't move for Arch because he's already transferred once. Yeah. So he's the not going to mess with it. The, would be a grad transfer, but I don't think right. he's... Not old enough. No, he, he hasn't. He hasn't graduated. Well, yet, so. you know, he's twenty now. I mean, he'll be a junior. Those guys can yeah. get in a lot of classes, which yeah. is <laughs> questionable. <laughs> well, they, One way to put it, it's because they're on campus all the time, right? They do all summer sessions. Yeah. Like they, they have a way to get a lot of credit. They're communications majors, right? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how much. Oh, come on, don't tell me Quinn Ewers is sitting there so you're in the that, library all night. Oh, so, so you're saying Quinn Ewers is taking TV class, like in Blue blue Chips? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was what used to be called underwater basket weaving was always the, the thing that people said, the athletes. Did you guys said. see in the, in the Manziel documentary, class was not a priority for Johnny Manziel. Well, and what he says about it is that I couldn't go to class because I was getting mobbed for people to get autographs. That I kind of understood. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that's why he wasn't going to class. He <laughs> yeah, also that's, said, that's he it. said some things, <laughs> it, it was egregious how little he cared about it. That's great. That is true.
Let's uh, turn to the NBA and the Celtics stay perfect at home. Tatum gallops into the paint and flushes hard with the right hand as LaVert dives for cover. Timeout, J.B. Bickerstaff. Oh, that was nice. That was a punctuation mark with that one. That was Sean Grandy and Cedric Maxwell on Celtics Radio on the Celtics improved to 12-0 at home. Beat the Cavs 116-107. Jason Tatum with 27 points and wanted to leave you with one NHL note from last night. Steven Stamkos scored not one. Not two, not three. Well, you get the idea. Final 15 seconds. Yan Mark to center ice. What a win for the Lightning this is going to be. He's checked by DeHaan. It comes out to center ice. Stamkos looks at the open net. Score! Four goals for Steven Stamkos. With 6.1 seconds left, the Lightning make it 7-4. to four. And that was the final. Dave Michigan on Lightning Radio. Steven Stamkos with his first career four-goal game. Yeah, it stopped the Oilers, who had been really hot. Thank you, Peter you Schwartz. Coming up, the big question going into this weekend's NFL games, which don't forget, start on Saturday with a triple header. Maggie and Perloff. See- Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers over Think your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yes, Sports Radio. Welcome back. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff on this Friday. We got picks coming up later. We got lots to do. Carlos always coming in strong with the theme music. The theme is the courts, police, in honor of Perloff's jury duty. The big discussion, though, has been the Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, of anyone on the 49ers, who deserves the MVP if it's going to come from the team uh, that we believe is the best. Yeah, this is getting to areas I love. Who's a system player? Oh, my God. Put it right (laughs) into my veins. You're like on the Mount Rushmore if we're having system debates. Like, you're up there. There's this commercial. There's this, you guys ever seen the commercial where these two construction walk, workers are walking down the street and arguing about it? Is this guy a system quarterback? <laughs> it's a great commercial because it's like the most meaningless. They're trying to. What's a meaningless conversation we can put in a commercial? They're like system quarterback. Not meaningless. Not meaningless at all. I disagree. And I am someone who believes that Christian McCaffrey is the MVP of the 49ers. Perloff believes it's Brock Purdy. We're probably all wrong and it's Trent Williams, but. Left tackles don't win MVPs. Thomas is in San Diego. He's got a thought on this. Hey, Thomas, how are you? Hey, doing good. Thanks for taking my call. Sure thing. Uh, hey, Maggie, you're great, by the way. Uh, Perloff, the more I listen to you, I think my seven-year-old son should be in that seat. The fact that you said that Tom Brady is a system quarterback after he went on to win another Super Bowl for a different team 
is criminal. That, that that's Skip Bayless take right there. That that's criminal. You can I don't say, even think Bayless can't... could come up with it. To be honest, Thomas, I mean, this is Perloff's. This is his corner. Don't don't let Bayless in front. I mean, he did have Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Hey, that that's fine. But I mean, you could take whether it's today's players or yesterday players, put them on different teams, different errors, different systems. They're going to be successful. I mean, you take you take uh, you take. Uh, I'm sorry, Patrick Mahomes. Put him on the Falcons. Drake London's a thousand yard receiver. You take Desmond Ritter, put him on the Chiefs. The Chiefs are picking top ten next year. Yeah. Well, I actually, oh, I, strong, strong agree. No, no, no. Andy Reid could do good things with Desmond Ritter. It would not be Patrick Mahomes. This, all I'm saying, and you know this is true, Thomas. The coach and the quarterback is a marriage. It's not one or the other. The two have to work together. I agree with that. But when's the last time you saw a great coach with a bad system or a bad coach with a good system? So it's one of those where you can take Patrick Mahomes and you could put him anywhere on the planet. He's going to be successful in the game of football. Just like you could take Desmond Ritter, put him on almost any system, any team, whether it's 20 years ago or today, he's just not going to get the job done. Thomas, and, and that, Tom Brady himself said, if I gotten drafted by the Arizona Cardinals, I don't know if I'd still be in the NFL. It, 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 there's and, a and, lot going on And here. as you say... 99.9% of what comes out of Tom Brady's mouth when he's talking into a microphone is what? Well, lies, but that lie. that, that was that's no lie. <laughs> he's, he's, I, that was no lie. I, Honestly, the Arizona yeah, Cardinals you, could have Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Lamar Jackson walk in that door. They would have ruined those guys. Well, they got to a Super Bowl with Kurt Warner, so it's not like, you know, again, I, I'm here with the, with the Thomas side of things. Thomas, I, I'll be honest with you, Thomas, it's not even Perloff's most egregious take. Honestly, and also, Thomas, your seven-year-old son. I mean, come on. That thing he said about Giannis last year, totally inaccurate. No, I'm just kidding. I think Perloff, if we're ranking Perloff's egregious takes, actually, maybe I'll do that back of the envelope and I'll save it for the next hour. I I know you, like, we've been working together now for a long, long time. Even before this, I have a pretty good beat on, on on your takes. Do you know the website Eight Yards and Fall Down? Have you ever heard of this story? <laughs> no. Did they oh. already rank these for me? When I was at Sports Illustrated, our friend Jimmy Trainer created a website to track the takes of mine that he hated. And <laughs> the one was Tom Brady's assistant quarterback. The other was that LaDainian Tomlinson's not that good. He just runs eight yards and falls down, oh. <laughs> which was actually a reference to the video game Madden. When you have a choice, you could try and go for more yards or you could just dive down uh, and get the guaranteed two or three yards. LT was the kind of guy who would just dive down again. Anyway, yeah, it's a long story. How but dare he? Went all the way to the Hall of Fame with that. You system. Madden player, Perloff? I was. He was a big Many, many years ago, yeah. Who was your team? Oh, Eagles. Oh, okay. You, you played with your team. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I respect but, that but, a lot. But, but for me, EJ, Tecmo Bowl was the North Star. That was a huge Classic. deal when we were kids. Did you guys, you guys had Tecmo a little bit, right? I mean, I was two. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, one, I wonder maybe. if they ever brought it back for your generation. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I feel like they've definitely done remasters and I've played around with it. But, I mean, Madden, Madden was my deal. When yeah. I was a kid, you had to have a little handhold thing with little beeps and dots that you pretended you were a running back, even though you were a little beeper <laughs> dot running around. <laughs> Coleco. <laughs> Luis is in New Mexico. Luis or Luis? You tell me. Uh, Luis. Luis, good morning. Good morning. I love you guys' show. Oh, so I'm it. just talking about Brock Purdy, you know. Yeah. Christian is awesome. You know, I think he's deserving every seat. But Brock Purdy right now leads the league in throwing over 20, 20 yards with 61, tied yep. with CJ. And over 40, he has 12 throws. So that's pretty good. A lot, Yeah, but he doesn't have a lot of air yards on some of those throws. So that's the criticism. But, but then also, if you look at uh, this year, he's eight touchdowns, one interception for over 20 yards. Well, I'm comparing to Jimmy Garoppolo, too, on that, too. Because yeah, Jimmy well. did in 2020 to 2022, 
He threw five touchdowns and six interceptions. So, yeah, Jimmy had a problem. Had a problem with the touchdowns. And you're you're talking about yeah, no interceptions on some of those explosive plays. Luis, I mean, you're right. This is my thing about it. It's not that you know Brock Purdy doesn't have skill that he's not maximizing this team. I just think you've got a lot to maximize here. You know, and when I think about who on this team is deserving of the MVP, I'm looking at the most versatile guy, and that's where I go to McCaffrey. Because I, I can I, yeah. give you all those stats. I can give you McCaffrey stats. Leads the NFL in rushing. Leads the NFL in receiving yards for a running back. All that stuff. You know, I know uh, the one thing that does seem to be slowing down your argument, even for you, is when people bring up Jimmy G. You're like, well, yeah, that's true. But, <laughs> what am uh, I going to say? You know what part I of this got is? nothing. He what, wasn't turn, turn the ball over at the worst time. He wasn't that bad. Uh, the what, Jimmy G could win a lot of football games. I'm not sure how. The people keep talking about the three-game losing streak with Brock Purdy. Yeah. Debo got hurt. Trent Williams got hurt. Uh, and he lost games. But you have to remember, the two games that he played really badly at, at Cleveland in the driving rain, mm-hmm. and they were still in a position to win it, and he lost at Minnesota. Now, I got to tell you, Brian Flores is destroying people. He is on a one-man wrecking crew, the defensive coordinator of the Vikings. So I'm not forgiving them completely, but that's that's two tough situations. They didn't have as good games. Can you give him a little pass for not playing well against Cleveland? Because no one's playing well against well, them. You're right, but and I will always, I think... With any kind of MVP, I think you can always take at least, you can take one game and throw it out. Okay. You know, like if Dak's going to win this year. Like Dak against the Niners, right? They're going to take that game and it's going to throw it out. I think you get one. I think it's kind of like the Heisman, too. Like you get one that I think you can be, you can be bad and you can still win the award. Yeah, but I mean, listen, you, everybody's going to throw interceptions. Everyone's going to have bad games. There's no quarterback who's going to go 50 touchdowns with no picks. So, yeah, I mean, your guy, Josh Allen's in the MVP race. I assume he has his usual number of uh, obscene interceptions. Oh, yeah, eight games in a row. But here, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Hope he gets and he's in the early. MVP race, too. Yeah, Nobody's, but, it's not a race of perfect quarterbacks. Okay, There's always flaws. That's why I like McCaffrey, because the versatility means that even if he can't run the ball, like at the line of scrimmage, he can be in the pass game. Like, it's not just screens. He can run routes. He can do all these things that, like, get an offense going, Yeah, you know? And here's the thing. If Brock Purdy, you know, has a bad throw or something like that, they always hand the ball off, like, the next three plays in a row just to get the offense going. Well, yeah, but the NFC title game last year, Purdy got hurt and it was over. So you, you, they do need him as well. Well, yeah. I mean, anytime your quarterback gets hurt. and Because then, he's the most valuable guy on the field. But here's the thing. Also, the backup got hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Could Josh Johnson have won that game? No, he was not going to win that game. Uh, also, here's the other thing about that. Kyle Shanahan has to stop trying to block Hassan Reddick with a tight end. Please. Oh, yeah, but that's how you get all those giant holes because you're not <laughs> wasting time with pass blocking. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Talk about the expectations for one team, especially going into this weekend. Sky high. Who is it? We'll let you know next. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.